The fantasy season is almost over, and that's why we're going to tell you to players to sell now before 2024. Let's go. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business, once again back in business, joined as always by my faithful co-host, Nate, the Professor Christian. What's up, Nate? What's up, Mike? It is another wonderful week. We're in like the the really good part of the season. Outside of all the injuries, it's a really good part of the season because we're getting ready for playoffs. Yeah, we're getting ready for playoffs. Hopefully you're in it. Um, I'm in a bunch of playoffs. This year, you know, I really refined my process. Um my terrible process according to youtube <laughs> comments uh just the way i do things so i'm in more playoffs than i'm not in playoffs it's doing pretty well there but nate before we get started on the show tell me how you're doing at scott fishbowl man because you know we were all wanted to know you were number two for a while how you doing now yeah i was two three for a while there in the regular season uh you know i've had a lot of buys the past couple of weeks i got you know tj hawkinson was out last week you know the mm-hmm. Kirk cousins injury has hurt but i have moved on I'm entering round three of Scott Fishbowl playoffs yes. as the number 10 team. Um, so, you know, top 500 advance to the next round. Feeling pretty confident. If I can get through this round in the Sam Howell buy, then I'm done with the buys. I can go full throttle. Sam Howell didn't do that great last week. It was almost like he was on a buy. Yeah. Well, but I got Jake Browning, so it's okay, I guess. Oh, boy. <laughs> so you got Jake Browning. Anybody else? Uh, Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, the, maybe pick Zach Wilson back up. Guys, this is where we're at in the season. <laughs> you know, we always get to this point. It's just this year feels like it's been a lot uglier. I don't know why. Um, but you know, we're this is the part of the season that we're at. It's ugly. All positions across the board. That being said, Nate, there's still some players that, despite the injuries, despite the bye weeks, we want to unload before 2024. That's what you have to do. You want to get out while you still can. So let's talk about it. And the best way to get ahead of next year in your competition is free trial of our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rowing. Come hop in our Discord for a week for free. It's not two, three, four days. It is seven days. And I want to let everybody know, as well as the Patreon, you don't want the whole Patreon kit and caboodle. We did lower our Spotify subscription membership from $6.99 to $4.99. So if you just want the bonus pods coming out almost every day during the week, um, $4.99, get all the bonus pods as well. Nate and I talk about a lot of good stuff, and there's other yes, good pods on there as well. So, Nate, um, I haven't seen what you put on the show sheet. I haven't checked what you put on there, so I'm a little surprised by this one here, but uh, what is the first player that you want to unload? I want to unload Ju- Justin Fields. My God. And- I, I, that comes from somebody who likes Justin Fields, yeah. Uh, but but there's a lot of unknowns with Justin Fields right now, and I like to play a little bit more risk adverse. Where if I can move and make a lateral move to a different player that I feel is safer, and maybe sometimes even gain value, that seems like a smart strategy. You know, 99% of the time, I like the upside swings. I like Justin Fields, but look look at these question marks for him going into 2024. Which team is he going to be the quarterback for? That's my first question. Because, Mike, they can get another quarterback with the first-round pick this year. You you know, the thing – 
and here's the thing i don't i don't hate your process here i feel like no matter what happens to justin fields this offseason it's only going to get better for him because now we're seeing today reports coming out the bears could be interested in eric Bieniemy. okay great well that's not true because if he goes to atlanta like a lot of people are speculating and arthur smith is still there then he's a talented player in an atlanta offense so it could actually get worse but i understand proceed yeah so is he even going to be the quarterback for the bears and if he is the quarterback for the bears he probably has a different head coach at this point yeah and if he's a quarterback for a different team he's a different head coach that time it's just you know the development of a quarterback you know it's if you don't have that consistency it's really difficult and i i still believe in the talent justin fields i think he still can be productive but like i said can i find a safer option can i find someone who is a little bit more consistent moving forward that i that i like okay. and look i got some other options here so we can pivot if fields is your quarterback three and you need a top wide receiver and you're competitive you can move him for stefan Diggs. i like that i would love to make a move like that you know people want to move off stefan Diggs. he's 30 years old but still one of the top wide receivers in the league you know bill's offense this year killing it but maybe we want to stay with stay with quarterback brock purdy jordan love Quarterbacks valued around Justin Fields. You still have a competitive player. I think you're getting a safer player. I know people are worried about Brock Purdy because he has this narrative around him that he's, you know, Mr. Irrelevant. He doesn't have the, the draft capital, but he's currently the odds on favorite for the MVP this year. So I'd be pretty happy switching Justin Fields for Brock Purdy to tell you the truth. You're going to be doing okay if you do that too. I mean, he just, he torched my Eagles. Yeah. Not that they even tried to stop anybody. <laughs> Um, and you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, well, he didn't throw a pass over 15, one pass over 15 yards the whole game. It works. Whatever Kyle Shanahan's dialing up, it's working. Yeah, it's good as fantasy points, fantasy points, too, man. At this point in Brock Purdy's career, the whole Mr. Irrelevant thing's out the window. Yeah, that's that's in the, but also at this point last year, if you're saying I'm swapping Justin Fields for Brock Purdy, you'd be <laughs> crazy, right? I mean, yeah, you, people sure. are insane. Yeah, but look, this this is the time of the year that we can take advantage of the injury discount. And if we're a rebuilding team looking into next year, or maybe just like we're a middling team, but we're, we're already kind of giving up on this year, we want to be competitive next year. You can move Justin Fields right now. You got to maybe add a third on, maybe you get a third on top for some of these guys. You know, it's going to depend on the situation. It might just be a strip swap, but Joe Burrow, go look on Joe Burrow and see what's going on. If he's on a competitive team, they might want Justin Fields. Give, give us the points this year and go for the championship. You take Joe Burrow. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I put him on the show sheet after last night, but the injury doesn't look maybe as bad, so you might not be able to make that happen. Mark Andrews, Tank Dell, Anthony Richardson, all these guys are out for the rest of the year. People are forgetting about them, you know, to value them just as high as they're going to be next year, which is when it's going to matter for you if you're a rebuilding team. Maybe move Justin Fields for one of those guys. What do you think, Mike? I don't hate that at all. I like that a lot, especially the Joe Burrow one, because if you swap Fields for Burrow, whoever's getting Fields still getting a young quarterback that's going to be in the league for a while. Yeah, whether or not Justin Fields is on the Bears, he's going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL next year. Yeah. It's going to be teams that can make a move. And there's always those surprise cuts and trades too that you never really see coming. So I like that a lot. And did you uh did you want to talk about your last talking point here as well? Oh, I, I can. I can. Yeah. I mean, I have another another trade value on here. Sam Howell, Bryce Young, maybe adding a second and a third on top of that. Um, you know, getting that for Justin Fields. You know, I think you can get Sam Howell, Bryce Young and something on top for Justin Fields right now. Um, I think you might better get a first with Bryce Young up because there's a lot of people who are pretty out on Bryce Young right now. So yeah. good good time to buy. Yep, yeah, I agree. I like that. I agree with all your points. 
Let me tell you about a player that I want to dump, and that is Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams. For what it's worth, I did consider Keenan Allen here. Keenan Allen's slightly older, but I don't think if I have Keenan Allen, I want to move off him right now. If I'm competitive, Keenan Allen can just hang out in my starting wide receiver spot. You're in there. You're good. He's really the only reliable part of the Chargers offense right now. Yeah, at this point. Yeah, it's just but um, I'll be talking about one of his teammates a little bit later. But, I mean, you know, we're talking about questions heading in the next season. <laughs> what are better to look than Las Vegas where the Raiders have questions at coach, head coach, offensive coordinator? What system are they going to run? Who's going to be their starting quarterback? I don't think it's going to be Aiden O'Connell. Do you? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I know some people might say, oh, well, Sam Howell and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But. Sam Howell, I think, looked a little bit better. He only had one start. Uh, Aiden O'Connell was a UDFA, was he not? Um, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm sorry, Mike. But Sam Howell was also much more accomplished in college. He was. He was. And, you know, all of those all oh. of those questions. Aiden O'Connell was a good quarterback at Purdue. Let me throw that out there real quick. Yeah. Great. Uh, <laughs> he, he was okay. Um, and all of those questions that we have about Los Angeles, Las Vegas, you know what? Raiders, go back to California right now. You're killing me. They all impact Devontae Adams in one way or another. We don't know what it's going to be. You're still moving a productive player. You're not losing value. You're just Mm -hmm. hoping to get younger and a little more consistent. Last I checked, he was wide receiver 17 on the season, 69 catches for 814 yards and four touchdowns. He does lead the league in red zone targets too, by the way, Nate, with 18. That's nice. That's something right there. So if I'm competing – You know, some of the players that I'm going to move Devontae Adams for because he hasn't been what we thought he was going to be. Um, I think you could possibly move him for Nico Collins, maybe get a second or third on top of that. I would do Devontae Adams for Brandon Ayuk. Would you do that straight up? Or would you try to get – I think – I would do that straight up. I think I would do it straight up right now. And if I'm trying to rebuild, just move off him, get younger, maybe Devontae Adams for Rasheed Rice in a first. Rasheed Rice, who I think might have cemented himself as the number one wide receiver for the Chiefs, not receiver, wide receiver. Big difference there. I think at this point it might have to be a second with Rashi Rice. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Well, then we'll also say Devontae Adams for Jaden Reed in a second. I'm a big Jaden Reed fan. And I would also do a first and second round pick for Devontae Adams as well. So might be tough. Some people might be a little skittish on moving two picks, but if you are not competing, you could probably move him to a you know a competitive team. Yeah. Somebody who lost a lot, got bye weeks coming up. They would like to have a guy like Devontae Adams who could go off at any point in time. Still scores points. He does. Nate, do you agree or disagree? Yeah, I'm I'm good with moving off this aging wide receiver. I think Devontae Adams still has, you know, a good couple of years ahead of him. I still think he'll probably be productive for another uh, two or three years, but not to the level that we've seen in the past, unless he finds himself working with a really good quarterback again, or at least a, a good, consistent quarterback again. Yeah. But I, you know, we don't see that at the moment. I don't know if he's going to be traded in the off season, what's going to happen. Um, so with the unknowns, I'm happy moving off him right now for some of these pieces, especially like getting a guy like Nico Collins, Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> Nico Collins. Hey, he's playing good, man. He's playing, he's playing good. great. Yeah. All right, Nate, who is the next player that you're dumping? Dumping Chris Godwin. Wide receiver 39 on the season. Okay. It's going to be 28 going into next season. Right now, he is averaging 10.9 fantasy points per game, Mike. That is the lowest since his rookie season. That's insane. Didn't record a reception against Carolina. 
only has one game over 100 yards, only has one touchdown. His yards per reception has been below average of his career the last three years. I know the offense hasn't really done him a ton of favors. Obviously, Mike Evans is there, and Mike Evans is as consistent as anything, and he's always going to get his. But, you know, Chris Godwin's still been productive over the past three seasons, but he's not a top wide receiver, especially for fantasy at this point. And I think we've all come to accept that. But if he's kind of what he is at this point and he's getting older, I think it's time to look elsewhere and try to get younger because I think if this is what Chris Godwin is, you know, a wide receiver that's going to be somewhere between wide receiver 25 and wide receiver 45 when a season finish, there's a lot of guys that have that capability. So if I'm a competitive team and I need a tight end, I would love to move Chris Godwin right now for a guy like Jake Ferguson, Pat Frymuth. Mm. Those are great dynasty assets, great competitive assets as well. Um, even if it's just getting one of these guys as your tight end too, there's nothing like solidifying your tight end room with one of these guys as your tight end too. It makes you just so much easier throughout the season when you know you have two good tight ends you can start. Deontay Johnson, honestly, it's a lateral move. But if you can get Deontay Johnson plus for Chris Godwin, I would love that. If not, Deontay Johnson's you know a year younger, two years younger. So I'll, I'll take the age discount there. Um, Cortland Sutton in a third. Thought about you, Mike, with this one because I know you've always kind of been a bit of a Cortland Sutton fan, and he's, he's playing well. He's playing really well this yeah. this season, and I think at this point he is undervalued because he is more productive than Chris Godwin. That's for sure this season. They're the same age. We've seen Cortland Sutton. He had some really good years start of his career. And then he kind of fell off a little bit, but starting to look back now with how he's playing this season, is that just more of the Broncos offense over the past couple of years? And now that they're flourishing a bit more, we're seeing the Cortland Sutton that we thought we saw, you know, three, four years ago. So I like that, that kind of move. If you're a competitive team, if you're a rebuilding team, you know, I'm going to say Jahan Dotson as a, a pivot point. Um, also a guy like Marvin Mims to Mario Douglas at a second on top. I'd love to make that deal for Chris Godwin as well. I don't I don't hate your thought process. I think on the flip side, you could also make a case to buy Chris Godwin if you could, just because of the fact that from everything we've heard, and it, this could change, <clears throat> Mike Evans might not be back. So Chris Godwin's, Godwin would be the de facto wide receiver one. They'll have to draft somebody, but you got a rookie coming in. They need a quarterback too. If yeah, I could I mean, buy low, you know, I, I think I'd like you might be able to, you know, if you could, if you could get Chris Godwin for like a late second, well then, yeah, I would, might as well. Yeah, I'll roll the dice there. But yeah, for the most part, I agree. Maybe not with Deontay Johnson so much, especially with uh, Kenny Pickett going set to miss some time. Although Frymuth, I think might have a better chance than Deontay Johnson. Hey, I don't know if Mitch Trubisky is really a, a downgrade. I don't know if he's not- good. <laughs> is Kenny Pickett good, Mike? Is Kenny Pickett good? He was the quarterback one in that class and a very bad quarterback class. <laughs> Speaking of which, I wonder what Matt Corral is up to. All the quarterback injuries, Matt Corral can't get on a football field. Yeah, crazy. It doesn't matter. Steelers are going to win the Super Bowl. They signed Trace McSorley to the practice squad. Mm. Yeah, so there you go. But um, I know you're all chomping at the bit about that exciting Trace McSorley news. So hang out for a little bit. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. All right, welcome back, everybody. So let's get back to it. The next player that I'm dumping, hey, if you're competing, you might need to throw him in there, but Jerome Ford, running back for the Cleveland Browns. Look, he's been productive, but we know when Nick Chubb comes back, this is his team. You know that as well as I do, right, Nate? 
Yeah, Nick Nick Chubb is under contract. When he's he should actually be healthy by week one. I don't know if he's going to be 100, percent but he has a chance to play week one. You know, with that being an early injury. So, I think yeah, you're right, we, here, Mike. We've seen these guys come back. Like Aaron Rodgers might come back, which I just I think is ridiculous, mm-hmm. by the way. But yeah, when Chubb is back, it is his it is his team. And like Adams, we're selling a productive player, but also with questions regarding their future. He's going to be in the league. We know that he will most likely be with the Browns unless he's traded somewhere to be a starter. We just don't know what his playing time is going to look like. Let's not forget Pierre Strong Jr. is also there. Cream Hunt's back, but I don't think he's going to be a factor next year. Currently running back 17 on the season. He's got 154 carries, 647 yards, and three touchdowns. Got some good receiving work, too. 30 catches, 196 yards, and three touchdowns. So the fact is he could do it all. You're selling a productive player to a competitor. You just don't know what his future is going to be like. So if you're competing and you need wide receiver help, I would consider flipping Jerome Ford for Cortland Sutton because, Nate, like you said before, he's been playing really good. The Denver Broncos offense as a whole has been playing really well after the first few weeks. Um, Maybe, excuse me, if you want to do a a big move here, Jerome Ford a first for Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne, really high up there. I think he was running back three or four. Forgot to put that on the sheet. My apologies. Um, or hey, drone forward in the first for Jameer Gibbs. I need a little bit more, but you I like, I like where you're headed. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I probably need a second on top of that at least. All right. um, but it's it's a place to start the conversation, I think. Of course, and you know, all these trades I put together, it's not the end all be all. Sometimes they're just starting points. Yeah. But if you're rebuilding, I would gladly take an early second for him. If I could get a first for him, that would be great too. Um what about here? You go. Here's another one because Jonathan Taylor's not playing. What about Jerome Ford in the first for Jonathan Taylor? I, I would do that if yeah. I was a rebuilding team that was going to be competitive next year, like a rebuilding team. Like this is a, your last year as a rebuild. You know, you're going to kind of have the missing pieces filled in this offseason and be competitive next year. Wouldn't be a bad trade at all. Now, Mike, let me ask you: If you are That's selling great. Jerome Ford, yep, and you know some of the reasons you listed here, especially Nick Chubb coming back next year, are you buying Nick Chubb? How cheap could I get him? <laughs> um, you can definitely get him for a second. You think so? Yeah. You can get Nick Chubb for a second. Would you consider – so would you move Jerome Ford for Nick Chubb if you're not competing? I, I, yeah, absolutely. You know, maybe the Nick – maybe you picked up Jerome Ford in your rookie draft. You got him late. And for whatever reason, you and the Nick Chubb owner have not made a deal to this point. Now they're pushing for the playoffs. You'd yeah. be like – Hey. You know, he was like, miss me with that. And now he's like, don't care. I need that running back help. Yeah, he's going to. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I would probably consider buying, but that's obviously team dependent. In a vacuum, probably not, to be honest with you, yeah. just because of the, the age and injury question marks. Um, but if my team, I thought I was running back away, I would strongly consider it. Hey, like, if anyone's going to be Adrian Peterson, it's going to be Nick Chubb. I think so. Yeah, he. I think he's one of those guys that kind of an anomaly for the most part. Pretty healthy for throughout his career. I was bummed when he got hurt too, man. Yeah. So always. But Mike, let me tell you about my next guy. Yeah, I'm and um, I saw a tweet you put out about this guy today. I didn't look into it. But here are the deets. Give it to me. All right, Terry McLaurin, mm. another wide receiver who is disappointed. Currently, the wide receiver thirty-two on the season. He's going to turn 29 next season. Yes. 
starting to get there for the wide receivers. They're, they're starting to get the age cliff. I think the age cliff, we've done some research in our Discord. You can go check it out. There's some details there in the analytics channel. But that, that cliff comes about 31, 32. So, you know, McLaurin's still got a couple of years. But he's now just kind of in that two- to three-year window. And I don't know how I feel about the commander's offense moving forward. So right now, 11.3 fantasy points per game, lowest of his career. Career low yards per reception of 11.6. It is week 14, Mike, and Terry McLaurin has not surpassed 100 yards in a game. Insane. He has not passed 100 yards in a game. 90 yards in a game is his season high this season. And and Sam Howell is 3,500 passing yards almost. You know, you you think about it. How does Sam Howell have all those passing yards, but Terry McLaurin doesn't have a single 100-yard game? If you look at the breakdown, he really spreads the ball around well. They do. Honestly, just the way Sam Howell plays, I mean, you got two running backs with over 300 receiving yards, Curtis Samuel with over 500. Logan Thomas has 424. John Dotson, 458. And Terry McLaurin at 694. Even Diami Brown. <laughs> yeah. Old, old college teammate there. Yeah. Byron Pringle has 156 receiving yards. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Terry McLaurin, I'm not saying Terry McLaurin's washed. But the situation is is very limiting now. And, you know, going in next year, Jahan Dawson's still there. You know, I, I maybe Curtis Samuel moves on. I believe he's a free agent after this year. I believe so. I can get that information for you. And Sam Howell, I think, can support two wide receivers. I think Terry McLaurin could probably have a similar season next year. But as, once again, the same question with Chris Godwin. If Terry McLaurin's turning 29 next season and I'm not expecting a top 15, top maybe even top 20 season out of him, I might as well move him now, find someone that can give me that kind of potential, maybe across positions, because I can get a guy like Alvin Kamara right now for my playoff run. I like it. I can get a guy like George Kittle for my playoff run. George Kittle quietly having the best season of his career so far, but I see everywhere that people want to sell him. He's only 30 years old. We've seen tight ends play well into the 30s. I think George Kittle's a, a buy right now. Also, Mick Lard in a second for Nico Collins, Mike. This offseason, you could have had Nico Collins for the second, right? Could have had him for a third. You know? But McLaurin in a second for Nico, would you do that? I would. And I'll be honest with you, Terry McLaurin's future doesn't look that bright looking at his contract. Looks like the commanders could save $29 million by, by cutting him, but he's still going to have $40 million dead cap. His base salary the next two years is $15 million. So... They're kind of up against that he is 28. Curtis Samuel is technically a free agent after this year. Also, Curtis yep. Samuel, a $10 million base salary this year. What are you He's doing? It. Yeah, I, I mean, I like Curtis Samuel, but. Hey, if, if Terry's worth almost 20, then I guess Curtis is worth 10 for how they're producing. <sighs> yeah, I mean, he's been productive. I'll give him that. But, yeah, I love the, uh, I love the Collins move there, honestly, a lot. Yeah. And then some other, you know, general pivots you can move, you know, Deontay Johnson once again, Marquise Brown, Jahan Dotson. Um, you know, I think there's like a, a pretty large tier of wide receivers around this point that you can pivot to to get younger. Um, maybe even moving off Terry McLaurin for a guy like Rashi Rice um, to try to get younger like that. Um, Jaden Reed plus Terry McLaurin. I would love that as well. Same. Josh Downs, another guy on my target. Yeah. 
My only concern with Josh Downs is, you know, when Anthony Richardson comes back, we Michael Pittman's still going to be there. Alec Pierce has been playing pretty well too. Then you have Josh Downs. Can Anthony Richardson support three wide receivers is the question. That's I my only Alec concern. Pierce might be the odd man out there. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's just, it's hard to say. But uh, we talked about his teammate before, and I'm going to tell you why I'm out on Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler has been like one of the worst running backs in the NFL this year. And he's 28. He's practically nope. dead, according to all you people on Twitter. Ten years younger than me, and the guy's aging out of the NFL. He's underperforming, like I said before, kind of like the whole Chargers offense, minus Keenan Allen. He's going to be a free agent after this season. And I did read a couple articles, you know, from, like, Chargers fan blogs and everything like that. Quite an optimistic fan base, by the way, which is a little bit different from what I'm used to as an Eagles <laughs> fan. Um but not any one of them that I saw said that it looked like it was likely that the Chargers are going to resign him. I'd have to agree. So his future, also murky. He's the running back 26 on the season, Nate. He has 400. Check out this, this stat breakdown here. He has 446 rushing yards. 117 of those were in week one. So in the other eight games, he's only averaging 41.3 rushing yards per game, and he missed three games with an ankle sprain. Yeah, that's not great, Mike. So he's if we're just looking at rushing and his receiving hasn't been what it normally has been either, you're talking about four points a game. He's borderline unstartable. The problem with a player like this is he's been borderline unstartable, but you can't put him on your bench because you know what happens when you do. He explodes and you lose a game because of it, and that's why players like this frustrate me, and that's why I want to move on. So if I'm competing, I understand that he got injured in the last game and he's going into a bye week, but I would move Austin Eckler for Brian Robinson. You know, I would say, hey, just got hurt. Brian Robinson is on a bye week. You need a starting running back. Here you go. Is Los Angeles on a bye week this week? I didn't look. Hopefully not. I don't (laughs) think so. Um What about, I don't know if you could swing this. I would try, again, there's a starting offer. Austin Eckler for Rashad White in a second. I don't yeah. think, I don't know. I, I, I would definitely try that. Might end up being a third. So the Rashad White manager might want to even just do it straight up. I don't know about that. I'd like to get something after. on top of it. Here's another one too. If you're rebuilding Austin Eckler for Tajay Spears in a second, Derrick Henry is a free agent. If you look at his contract, 24 and 25 are voided. Yep. Voided years. So Tajay Spears could be the guy next year. He's looked good in spurts. We shall see. Nate, do you agree, disagree? You moving on from Austin Eckler? Yeah, I'm moving on from Austin Eckler. You know, he's hit that cliff. You can see it in the stats. You can see it on the film. Doesn't have the burst anymore. Doesn't have that top end speed. You know, it's tough to watch the the good ones go, but I think that's what we're seeing with Austin Eckler. I mean, I think I would do Austin Eckler for Rashad White straight up. You yeah. know, it's going to feel tough right now, but I think six months from now, I'm going to be really happy with that deal. I think so too. Uh, you know what I'm really happy with, Nate? Tell me, Mike. Tell me the what you're happy with. Scrub pick'em of the week. Would you like to say what our scrub pick'em was last week? Our scrub pick him last week was Tony Pollard. Higher or lower, 0.5 touchdowns, Mike, on Thursday Night Football. And he scored a touchdown. Yes, he did. Who picked that he would score a touchdown? You did, Mike. So now your lead is up to two. Nine and four in the season. I am seven and six at my own game. There's plenty of time for me to, and I quote, crap the bed. Don't worry about that. 
<laughs> well, this week we got Thursday Night Football. It is going to be an incredible matchup. We got Bailey Zappi versus Mitchell Ooh. Trubisky. Ooh. Steelers versus New England Patriots. It's going to be a defensive matchup. Like, probably score a total of 14, 17 points between the two of them. But um, what are we going to do with Pat Frymuth? Because right I was now, really hoping you would go Bailey Zappi on this one, man. You know, <laughs> let's do that. Because you know what? That's that's the real scrub. That's the real scrub, isn't it? Like, that's that's the spirit of the scrub, man. No, but I, I like the line, though. But I'll tell you what the line is so you can add it to the scrub. You want to do two? Week. You want to do two this week? No, we'll, we'll, I think we're going to agree on this one, the, the, okay. the Pat Frymuth one. So okay. let's, do, let's do Bailey Zappi here. Okay. Higher or lower, 161 and a half passing yards. 161 and a half. Bailey Zappi versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Michael Bauer, what are you thinking? Here's my concern. We've seen Bailey Zappi flash. At times, last season when he started, they kind of dicked him around in the, in the preseason this year. They cut him. They brought him back on the practice squad. Then what, Malik Cunningham was there for a little bit. I don't know if he's even there now. Who knows? My concern is he gets in there. He doesn't look good for a quarter. And then Mac Jones is in the game. Oh. You know what I mean? So I don't know. But then again, he could come in, and I don't want to say he could be the next Tom Brady because, oh, God, that's the last thing we need is to hear about crap like that. But I'm just gonna I'm going to take the lower here. Honestly, yeah. 141 yards last week against the Chargers. QBR of 16.2. I'm going so, lower. I know that the Steelers have a lot of banged up guys on defense, but let's go lower. All right. Well, you've made your choice, which means I need to make the opposite choice. So I am rooting for Bailey Zappi this Thursday against the Steelers offense. Does that feel gross? Yeah. It did, but we're going higher on 161.5. We're rooting for 162. That's what we got to get to. Uh, The Chargers defense is pretty good. Steelers defense is pretty good too, but, hey, I just need like 21 more yards than last week. I think I might be able to get that. I hope he gets 161 yards. That would would be tough. And then throws a pick six. (laughs) (laughs) That would be pretty fitting. Pat Frymuth line, uh, the Pat Frymuth contest that we can add is Pat Frymuth three receptions, higher or lower? What do you think, Mike? I think higher. Yeah, me too. We would have, yeah. Coming right off of the injury, came back with nine receptions. Had three receptions last week. You know, I like the line where you don't have the .5 because then with this contest, if it's just three, you don't lose. It's true. Yeah. No, I think Muth goes over. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully Trubisky targets him. Yep. So that's that. All right. Beautiful, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're going to head on out of here. So until next time, for Nate, I'm Mike. Thank you for listening. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DynastyRewind. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So, again, underdog.com. Use the promo code Rewind, a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash dynasty rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. 
grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. But until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for listening.